Welcome to the Poster Pod, brought to you by PosterizeSports.com. Hello and welcome to the 2019 first podcast for Poster Pod in this year. Not for last year. We already had one. This is our second overall podcast. I have with me both Casey Castle and Brandon Boxerman. Gentlemen, say hello. 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 And good year to you both, I guess. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year's, right. So we have a great slate of NFL games on our hands for the weekend with the wild card weekend. First round of the playoffs, we have Indianapolis traveling to Houston, Seattle traveling to Dallas. We got the Chargers who were 12-4 and four on the year, traveling to Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Then we have Philly traveling to Chicago to round us out for the week. First game, I love all these games. First one in particular, Indianapolis traveling to Houston, where Houston is a one-point favorite. Um, both these teams previously played, um, and both of them actually won on the road at the other team's place. So it's only a one-point favorite for Houston. I can see why Vegas put it that way, seeing as Indianapolis just won there three weeks ago. Casey, what's your take on this game? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this is a great slate of games this weekend, wildcard weekend. It's really exciting. Uh, You know, the Colts-Texans, I think it's going to be a really good game. I liked your preview that you put together for Posterized Sports, the uh, the, the blog and the, the connection with Deshaun Watson and Alabama. You know, right. Deshaun Watson's super clutch in these moments. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, a little surprised at the line being as close as it is, but I do like the Texans. In the- I do as well. I think that uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Miller, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, that offense is primed to – uh, take over this game. I know that Andrew Luck and, and the Colts have been playing really well, but uh, especially with Houston being uh, at home, I, I see this one going Houston's way. So what do you think the keys are to win for the Colts on the road? I know they have one of the best offensive lines in all of football right now with Andrew Luck um, having just 18 sacks on the year and Deshaun Watson who is also holding the ball longer, but he has a league-leading 62 sacks. Any of you guys have any thoughts on that? I think for the Colts to win, um, it's going to be defense. They have to win uh, by getting to Deshaun Watson and slowing down that offense. Um, otherwise, I don't think they, I don't think they stand a chance. Yeah, I think the Colts really struggled early on this year, uh, protecting Luck. You know, it's been a couple of years since Luck has been in that lineup with that offensive line. Um, so it took a while, I think, for Luck and the, that team or, or that offense to kind of mesh together. But they've been really hot in the in the last, you know, 10 or 11 weeks. Um, you know, so they, they've been on the up and up. Uh, but again, I think I just give the edge to the Texans. And this is one of those games I have circled because I, I've – I'm excited about this one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be fun to watch two explosive offenses going at it. Um, it should be entertaining. So, Casey, sounds like you have the Texans. Brandon, I want to get your take on this. Who do you got? I think I'm going to go Texans as well. 
Do they cover the one point spread? Yeah. I think that's a very safe bet if you're going with the Texans. <laughs> Um, the next game we have Saturday night is the Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, me being a Cowboys fan, I've been looking forward to this game all week. I don't know what to expect out of either team, as the Seahawks have been great lately, but they uh, you don't know what team you're going to get on the road with Seattle. Whereas Dallas is 7-1 and one at home on the year. And they have had some quality wins the past couple of weeks. And so you expect the Cowboys to come out and play. But then again, they're the Cowboys. Do you trust them at home this weekend, Brandon? Um, I think it's uh, this is an interesting matchup because these teams are very similar, in my opinion. Um, Seattle plays really good at home, but not so great away. Dallas plays really good at home, but not so great away. And then there's also both offenses, which are uh, playing really well right now and can be explosive, uh, but it kind of depends on which team you get. So I think I give the edge to Dallas. Uh, also a Dallas fan, I kind of have to as a homer here. Um, but yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I think that uh, Brandon had a really good preview uh, that he wrote up for this this matchup here in the wild card. You know, I agree with a lot of what Brandon said. Um, I will say that I like to give the edge to the more experienced teams and the better quarterbacks in the playoffs whenever it comes to these high-pressure situations. So for me, I do like the Seahawks uh, in this matchup, but I agree. I mean, it's two pretty evenly matched teams. Uh, The Seahawks, you never really know what you're going to get on the road, uh, but I think it'll be a a really great game. I think one key thing to look for in this game is going to be Amari Cooper and how he gets involved. Uh, Last couple weeks he hasn't been as uh, prevalent as he was when they uh, when he put up what, like 200 and some yards and three touchdowns against right. I believe the Eagles um, yeah so I think Amori Cooper is going to be a, a, a difference maker and then obviously getting Eze- getting Ezekiel Elliott going um, will be another uh, key to success for the Dallas Cowboys And that's what I think it comes down to. Both these teams try so hard to establish the run. Seattle actually tries to do it a little bit more than Dallas does. With both teams relying so heavily on the run, I don't see this being an awfully high-scoring game with as much time that's going to run off of that, but it's going to be eager to see who can take advantage and actually control the clock. Yeah, Seattle has, I think, the leading rushing in the league this year, uh, which is kind of surprising. I didn't expect that. Um, and was going to say as well that uh, in order for Dallas to get going, they also need to get Dak going. Because without Dak, then uh, Zeke falls apart because you can't run him every single down. And then defense does what you're doing, obviously. So getting him going, getting uh, getting him outside the pocket, running a little bit, I think that's also going to be a, a, a key to success for Dell. Right, and the one other thing that scares me, Pete Carroll, he's 6-for-6 six six, uh, whenever he goes into the playoffs on winning that first game. He has never gone into the playoffs and lost a first game. So coaching comes down to this. Dallas is trusted tough to trust. Brandon, do they cover the two and a half point spread? 
Yeah, if I'm taking Dallas, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him covering. Casey, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going with Seattle in this one. Ooh. Okay. Well, it's gonna be eager to see how this one plays out. I for sure one will be watching the entire game. So let's uh, move yeah, on to be a great game. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, Sunday's games. We have a very intriguing one with the Chargers being on the road traveling to Baltimore. This is a point spread of three, but I think this game is going to be, it might be the best game of the weekend as far as quality goes. Um, Because you have Phillip Rivers facing off against Lamar Jackson, which I'm assuming they're starting Lamar Jackson. Do you even have a chance that Joe Flacco gets into this game? I guess is what I need to ask first. Brandon says no. Casey, what do you think? Um, I don't think so. Unless there's some sort of injury, I don't think that Flacco comes in. It's it's tough to think, but with Lamar Jackson having zero playoff experience and Joe Flacco being a Super Bowl winning quarterback, it's I can see if things aren't going right within the first half that a change is being made right away. But Let's get into this game. Casey, what do you have on this? I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, I can't decide which one of these wildcard games is going to be the best. They're all going to be fantastic. You know, there's a lot of storylines with all these games. Uh, The Ravens just beat the Chargers a few weeks ago in L.A. Now they're at home. It's going to be a really great game. I I can't decide on this one. It's a toss-up to me. Well, Casey, the good news about this is you have to decide. I need a pick <laughs> from you. Who are you going to take in this game? Do you have the Chargers or do you have the Ravens? Well, Hunter Henry, I think, is going to put them over. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, no, I, 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 I'll, I'm going to go with what I've been saying. Experienced teams, experienced quarterbacks. I'll take the Chargers. Brandon. Let's let's hear what you got on this game. Who do you have and why? Chargers. You're gonna take the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. They just lost to Baltimore at LA, and now they're playing at Baltimore. They have zero home field advantage in LA. I don't. I don't buy it. it I'm taking they're, Baltimore. If you believe that QB wins is a thing, Philip Rivers is seven and one away from LA. That sells me on it. I would take the Chargers covering the three-point spread on the road. Philip Rivers, what else has he got? He's 37 years old. This is it for him. I don't think I don't think he has very much left in the tank. I think this is his one chance to actually prove something out there that he has a team and he can lead them. I agree. I think this is the best team that the Chargers have had in a long time that can make a deep playoff run. I just don't think they're going to make it past Baltimore. Well, it's eager to see this one as Baltimore is pretty much a one-sided offense, just running the ball constantly, but it's working for them. So with the Chargers having a stout defense, I like the Chargers on the road. I think they can, I think they can handle Lamar Jackson. And I think Philip can just do just enough to handle the Baltimore defense. But we'll see how it plays out. Like Casey said, there's so many good games. Like the next one on our list, we have the Eagles at Chicago. This one, 
you have Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles starting again in the playoffs again against Chicago defense and offense that is actually both really good. Um, Chicago having kind of a turnaround year. Uh, Trubisky is playing very well. Their trade for Cleo Mack has obviously worked out in their favor with Cleo Mack having way too many sacks for what John Gruden wanted to give up. But Casey, how do you see this point spread at negative six in Chicago's favor? How do you view this? Yeah, when I was researching this game, I found some really interesting statistics. You know, it's crazy. The Eagles, you know, with Nick Foles, the backup QB, he's not the franchise QB officially. It's it's amazing. He has the best quarterback rating of all quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs since 2011 with a minimum of three or four starts. I don't remember which uh, which number of games. Wow. He has the highest QB rating of all of those teams, uh, which is just unbelievable considering he's the backup. Uh, but again, you have the Bears who have had the best defense this year. Uh, it's a bit been the best defense really for probably the last three or four years, at least in the NFL. Uh, dominant with Khalil Mack, like you said. It's a great matchup between uh, two teams with differing styles, uh, but I do like the Eagles in this one. Yeah, as much as I, as a Dallas fan, hate to say it, I think I have to agree that and the, the uh, spread going Chicago's way um, is a little surprising as, as, as far off as the spread is. So it's, it's minus six and a half, and I, I'm a little surprised by that. Um, the Eagles just beat uh, Houston and the Rams, and they've beaten Washington twice, although that without Alex Smith. I don't know. I just see this resurgence from them with Nick Foles, and I, I, they look more like last year's Eagles uh, as of late, and so I'm taking Eagles. It's, it's just tough to choose because the Bears, they have something to prove out there. Do they, do they come through? But like, Casey yeah, you know, said, as a Packers fan, it's hard for me to choose the Bears because I have seen them collapse so many times in my lifetime. Uh, you know, they they just collapsed down the stretch. It's crazy. There is not a single player on the Bears roster that has played a playoffs game for the Bears. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's an unbelievable stat. <laughs> but. The yeah, Bears. I, I agree with Brandon. I mean, six and a half, that's that's a big spread to me. But look at the Bears' track record. They're 12 and four against the spread this season alone. So either Vegas yeah, had them surprise. wrong all year long or they're just that good. And it's, I mean, it's they, tough to bet against them played. because their track record says they can oh, beat the Eagles by seven points. Yeah, I mean, they. They have had a very surprising year. Uh, Vegas, obviously, I mean, they're 12-4 and four against the spread, 12-4 uh, and four overall as well. I think they were projected about five or six wins before the season. Granted, that was without the Khalil Mack trade that happened just a couple days before the uh, before week one. Um, but, but still, the Bears have been very surprising. They've also played a pretty weak conference schedule. The, they were expected to be pretty far behind the Packers and Vikings, who both underachieved this year. Uh, they took advantage of that. It, it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of uh, Bears team shows up here in, in the playoff uh, wildcard weekend. 
And I just realized that the the Bears also beat the Rams. Like, that was kind of one of my key points there. <laughs> uh, and they shut them down. They shut them down. Uh, the Rams only scored six points in that game. So, yeah, I'm kind of wavering a little bit, but I think I'm still going to go Eagles. Yeah, I want to I wanna make sure I get your picks right. So, Casey, Brandon, both of you guys have the Eagles in this game. Winning on yep. the road. Yep. Yes, I'm going with the Eagles to not only cover, but also to win. Wow. Okay. This is very interesting. Well, let's switch some gears, guys. Let's go to the NCAA. A little bit of college football. I don't know if you guys heard we have a national championship game being played on Monday, where I don't know if you've heard of either of these teams, Clemson and Alabama. Have they? They've played they before. I think so. They yes, they have. Yeah. They've played each of the last four years. Is college football, I don't know uh, if they struggle because of this, if they're good because of this. We'll figure it out. But I'm intrigued about this game because you have Tuo Tagliavala, can anyone spell or say his last name, versus Trevor Lawrence, a freshman quarterback out of Clemson. How do you guys view this matchup with these two teams coming into this game? Do you do you think Clemson has what it takes to get past Alabama and their defense? First of all, I'd like to point out that Alabama played Georgia last year in the national championship. Did so. they play Clemson in the first round? Yeah, but it wasn't the national So they've played Clemson each of the last four years. Okay. I rest my case okay. back to the my action. Bad. My bad. My bad. I might have misheard. Uh... I mean, Clemson and Alabama, I think we need to expand the playoff to, like, 32 teams and just give Clemson and Alabama, like, six weeks off. <laughs> you know, let, them, let them play whoever wins that 32-team playoff, and then we'll play the national championship again. Uh, no, I mean, these two teams have matched up uh, quite often in the last few years. It's going to be a great game. Trevor Lawrence is a freshman. You know, can he match what Deshaun Watson did the last, uh, you know, few years against Alabama? It's, it's going to be a great game. I, I do like Alabama, though. Yeah. Um, how do you not pick Alabama? I mean, at this point, it's like uh, KU and the Big 12. Everything runs through Lawrence. In this case, everything runs through the Crimson Tide. So I got, I'm, I'm going Alabama. Brandon just couldn't wait to get a KU reference in there. Thank you for that. So first, first Clemson <laughs> Alabama game to take place west of the Mississippi. This one's in California. That is kind of interesting, as both these teams are East Coast based. Uh, one quick question for you guys: How do you view this Jalen Hurts situation as he came into the semi-final game and led his team? to a comeback victory. He came in with the tied down seven points with, um, it was during the fourth quarter. I know that it was with about 11 minutes left and he threw and rushed for a touchdown when two got hurt. Does he have any I, I chance? Of, about that, does he have any chance of playing in this game? Uh, you'd have to think so. If two goes, uh, is it a hundred percent or if he, if he re-injures, uh, himself, I don't. What was his injury? I believe it's ankle. Yes, that's kind of what I thought. Um, if, yeah, if he re-injures that ankle um, or isn't one hundred percent, I think that you obviously you have to bring him in. 
Well, is it? Think of think of what happened last year, where Jalen Hurst just wasn't playing very well. He wasn't actually hurt, and Tua came in and led them to a victory. I can see that being the same case, but it's one of yeah. those things where yeah, I agree. There's there's too much unknown there. How how soon? Say they get down a touchdown or too early, is the fan base going to be calling for Jalen Hurts to come in immediately? How's Nick Saban going to respond to that? It's it's very interesting going into this because of Jalen Hurts and what he did last week, even though he sat for x amount of weeks watching his team win without him i think i think jalen hurts really proved that alabama keeps their quarterbacks ready to go i mean last year when tua stepped in you know he stepped in and led the team to a comeback victory uh last week uh you know obviously jalen hurts stepped in and helped out uh you know helped them overcome uh that game um or i guess two weeks ago uh against Georgia. Is that right? Right. It was, yeah. Or conference championship, right? right. Yeah. So I, it's, it's going to be a great game. I mean, Clemson obviously plays an easier schedule than Alabama does. Uh, you know, I love that Nick Saban has voted for Clemson as the number one team all year uh, instead of voting for Alabama. It, it, it's going to be a great game. It comes down to uh, quarterback play, uh, you know, the defenses, how prepared can they be? Uh, how ready are they? Alabama's rushing attack is just dominant. Clemson's defense has been dominant. It's a great matchup. Uh, but in the end, like Brandon said, it's hard to go against Alabama. So both of you guys picking Alabama. It's, like you said, starting off the season, people weren't afraid of 40 to 50 point spreads against Alabama because they were that good. So we'll see how this one plays out. I hope Clemson can make a great game of it. It's tough because of all that power that Alabama boasts every year. But we've seen it before with Clemson beating them. And I hope we get to see it again. So next up on the list, we have NBA. Do you guys realize what's happening in the NBA? There's all-star voting. There's people hurt. There's people not even playing getting all-star votes. Does anyone know who I'm talking about? The Nuggets are leading the West. <laughs> they are. That is very... Who, who would have had that to start the season? I don't think either of you would. Nobody. No. Yeah. yeah. Boogie Cousins is 10th in all-star voting in the West, and he hasn't played a single game this year. I saw that, and that, that's what fan voting gets you sometimes. You get something like that where it doesn't have any case being in there to where everyone thinks it's funny and it happens, but LeBron, he is once again the league leader in votes with Giannis right behind him, which I think is rightfully so. But let's get into some actual turmoil with the 76ers, Jimmy Butler came out and it's been stated or it's been reported that he's been challenging Brett Brown on his role in the 76ers system. Casey, with you being a hometown Sixers fan, how do you feel about this? I really hope there's more smoke than fire to this report. I think that Jimmy Butler is an honest guy. Uh, you know, with his track record, you hear a story like this, and I think that it alerts your ears a little bit more than maybe it would be from 
another player because of the kind of waves he's made in, in, in the past in his career. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to hear, uh, you know, his usage rate is higher than Ben Simmons right now, which I think a lot of people would have expected to be lower than Ben Simmons once he was traded to Philadelphia. Um, so Jimmy, rightfully so, you know, he's a great player. He wants the ball. Uh, so hopefully Brett Brown's able to resolve this. I'm not super worried about it yet as a Sixers fan, uh, but it did definitely concern me a little bit whenever I saw this story. It's, it's also, it's him coming from Minnesota. Uh, you know, they, he had a lot of turmoil there and it could be rightfully so. It seems like Minnesota can be a little bit, some of the players can be a little bit lazy at times. Um, and Jimmy Butler seems like he has a high, um, high motor. Like he, he, he likes to uh, uh, be pretty intense all the time. Um, so it's a little concerning that some of this might be true. Um, I, I'm not a, as big of a Sixers fan, um, but I consider them one of my favorite, one of the teams that I like to follow. Trust uh, the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it is a little concerning. But going back to it, this you know this is the same Jimmy Butler that was fired up starting the season with Minnesota, where he was challenging his own team um, when they're he was scrimmaging the first team offense with the second team, and you could hear him on the practice court cussing out um, everyone in management and so and that's obviously he's still the same person so you don't know if it's a problem or if it's just if that's who he is at this point it's going to be like casey said it's going to be interesting to see how brown can handle this situation with him having three all-stars on his team with Embiid, simmons and butler and sounds like butler's publicly coming out a little bit at him yeah, I have a feeling all the all the Timberwolves players were kind of chuckling at that story today when that came out. <laughs> Rightfully so. Let's move on to our next topic. We have LeBron and the struggling Lakers since he's went down. LeBron suffered a groin injury, and the Lakers are one in three since said injury. Uh, Brandon Ingram has taken on the helm, but those added points don't turn into wins. What do the Lakers need to do to get back on track without LeBron, who's out for at least the next week? Brandon. Um, I, I don't know. You have to, you have to keep a, you have to stay at 500 for the next week, at least. Um, I think Brandon Ingram, I watched a little bit of the Lakers thunder game. Brandon Ingram seemed like he was playing pretty well. Uh, in that game, uh, getting him going, I think is key. I, I don't know what their uh, what the Lakers' schedule looks like going forward in this next week, but um, hopefully they have a little bit of easier competition until they get Braun back. Well, once they, they get once they get LeBron back, though, I think that they'll be fine. They'll be in, in the bottom half of the uh, playoff bracket, but I think that they'll I think they'll survive. Well, it doesn't look good as they lost last night to a struggling New York Knicks team who's lost eight straight. Um, They just, as a couple hours ago, they beat the Lakers again. So 
we'll see how that goes. But with the LeBron team, you're never worried until after the trade deadline and the All-Star break. Because you just never quite know what he's going to do or what moves he's going to make, as Casey likes to say, as he's the coach and drives everyone out on the team. But I mean, as he, as he cruises into that deadline. As he cruises <laughs> in. Cruises into first and in all-star voting, as I like to say it. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge LeBron lover, but I will say what he was doing with the Lakers before he went down with injury. It was impressive. I mean, they were as high as like the three seed, I believe. Uh, it's crazy from what seven to ten days of LeBron not being on the team. It's just so competitive in the West. I mean, they move from the three seed to the eight seed like that. It's quick. Yeah, and it shows you how much people take for granted how durable LeBron has been over his career. He hasn't had quite an injury like this to him over his 16-year span. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch him rehab and come back and from this. It's not a terrible injury by any means, as the ones we've seen with ACLs and whatnot. But we haven't really seen an injury of this magnitude to LeBron that's gonna keep him out this long. So let's keep an eye on that moving forward. But next on our list is the Warriors and their surprising start to the year where they're getting beat at home quite often. And do you guys have any idea why this is happening? Is it is it just a, a loss for competitiveness? Are they searching for something? Is there something more there with Draymond and Kevin Durant having some beef with each other on the courts? What do you guys think about this? There's been a lot of different stories that have come out of Golden State this last year, and I think that a lot of it comes from being as good as they have been in the recent years. Uh, you know, just kind of naturally comes out as, you know, that greatness continues to happen. I don't, I'm not super worried. I'm not hitting the panic button yet for the Warriors. I still think that they're probably the best team in the West. But. It's been a very crazy year for them as far as hitting the, you know, hitting the press, hitting the newspapers a little bit more than what we've seen from them in the past. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think there's a lot to worry about yet, um, but I can see why people are concerned. Um, they're now a game and a half back from first place, which just not real familiar territory for them. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they'll they'll end up being fine. Um, there's no cause for concern at this moment. But, uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Oh, well, all right then. And then the one last tidbit I want to talk about with the NBA is Kawhi making his return to San Antonio. I don't know if you guys saw this. Popovich had nothing but nice words to say about Kawhi, which doesn't surprise me, as Pop is kind of that guy that's not going to bring animosity and something for the media to talk about um, outside the public. But how do you guys feel about this Kawhi return? I mean, I think it went about as expected. Um, yeah. You know, when he came on the court, there were relentless boos and and 
it was awkward between him and DeRozan. And I, I didn't see much about him and Pop, but it was, yeah, it's about what I expected. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the guy sat out for a, you know, however long because of an injury. I think that the Spurs fans deserve to boo Kawhi Leonard. I know that Pop tried to defend him, uh, but Pop was not really defending him last year. So, you know, he's he's being the bigger man. You know, he's defending him at this point. Uh, but everyone knows what Kawhi did to the Spurs organization. The Spurs fans, I think, deservedly booed him. Um, I'd like to see the Spurs win that game. It's good to see them moving on and playing well. Uh, the, the the Raptors are also playing well. Uh, for most of the season, they've struggled a little bit the last 10 games or so. Um, but, yeah, I agree with Brandon. About when is I expected. Very good. All right. Now let's move on to something very exciting. We have some predictions and picks for our way too early conference winners for the NCAA men basketball. Let's go with the Big 12. Brandon, let's hear it. Nobody cares. Yeah. Who do you have winning the Big 12 this year? The Big 12 runs through Lawrence. As always... <laughs> Brandon's picked KU to win the Big 12 for like the 14th year in a row. Casey, who do you got? I'm more intrigued about this. I really kind of like Texas Tech. I mean, the way that Chris Beard has built that program, uh, you know, they went into Morgantown and won last night, uh, which was impressive. I kind of like Texas Tech's team. I mean, KU is obviously very good. Uh, like Brandon said, the title runs through Lawrence. Texas Tech needs to win there um, and have a couple breaks go their way. Uh, but I think that this might be the year that Texas Tech uh, dethrones KU. Well, the interesting thing is people were saying that about Texas Tech last year, that they were going to take down KU. They had a great record, but they just fell apart the second half of the season. Is there, do you they have really any... fell apart last half of the season. They were still solid. Uh, Big 12 last year was tough especially at the last half of the season uh for some of the the top teams um and if i remember right texas tech was right there with them up until like three two or three games left so i i can see why texas tech is a enticing team to possibly dethrone ku i agree with casey that chris beard's team uh since he came at Texas Tech have been increasingly better and better and better, it seems like. And and he's got that squad running really well. If I was to pick another team, I would go Texas Tech. But until KU loses one, I don't know how you can't pick them. I agree. And with college basketball, I think 95, 99% of the time, it's going to come down to coaching. And until you can learn to beat Bill Self consistently... I just don't see it happening either. So, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but KU is just such a great team, and Bill Self is such a great coach that it's it's just tough. You have to be you have to be on all cylinders throughout the entire year for you to hit. If you struggle for a couple of weeks, there's no telling that you're going to have a shot anymore, as we've seen. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not – like, if I'm putting the house on a team to win the Big 12 – I'm going to pick KU, yeah. you know, every year they find a way to do it. Every year we find a way to say, 
oh, X team might beat KU this year. We think that they're looking good. But, I mean, KU, it, it's like Brandon said, it runs through Lawrence. You know, they win every year under Bill Self. Uh, but if there's a team to do it in the Big 12, I think it's Iowa State. Iowa State or Texas State? Texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Very good save, Casey. Moving on. I was, Iowa State was was last year, right? Two years ago. Uh, hey, two it, years whenever ago, they yeah, had the, right. whenever they had Hilton Coliseum, that's <laughs> that was a thing. Moving on to well, the, watch out for TCU. They've won eight in a row. Watch out. Yeah, TCU looks good. They do. If they continue that hot streak carrying through the the holidays, it'll be it'll be fun to watch them play down the stretch. Carrying on to the ACC, is there any big surprises here? We have Duke atop the boards, North Carolina slightly struggling this year. Who do you guys have to win the ACC this year? This is the easiest pick uh, of the night, and it's automatically Duke. Automatically. Casey, what do you think? I'm going to say Duke as long as Loyola Chicago was invited <laughs> to the ACC. Are they are they officially in the ACC? Is that right? This is news to me I, if this is true. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, Virginia is impressive, uh, but to me, you need more than just solid defense to win uh, consistently. Virginia has a great defense like they do every year, but you've got three of the top four probably NBA talents at Duke. I agree with Brandon. It's Duke. But we've seen this before with Kentucky where you have all this freshman talent, but it's so young. Can it sustain throughout the entire year? And can they gel and work with each other and become not selfish to the point to where they can constantly well win? Can, yeah, I think they've proven pretty well that they can gel and win. I mean, they're consistently beating people. 30 and 40 points. <laughs> uh, they they beat Texas Tech. They beat Auburn. They beat Kentucky. And their only loss was to Gonzaga, and that game was was pretty wild start to finish. Yeah, I, I think Duke is far and away probably the best team in, in college basketball. Um, definitely the best in the ACC. Yeah, I can see that in you know, they have the clear front runner and Zion Williamson. He's there's not a lot of times where hype means ability and it comes through and I think everyone's equally as presses with Zion as he's shown throughout the first course of the season. So we'll see how this one plays out. Let's move on to the Big Ten where there is a disturbing amount of great teams. Um, who do you guys have winning the Big Ten this year right now? This one's a little bit closer, but I think Michigan, um, they, they've just been in. If there's a team that's uh, close to as good as Duke, it's Michigan. and probably KU. But uh, since we're talking Big Ten, Michigan has been on fire. They've won 14 in a row. They've won three games against the AP Top 25. Um it's hard to pick against them. Casey, who do you got? I always like Tom Izzo coach teams. 
Uh, Michigan's had some very impressive wins. Obviously, they have a great record at 14-0. Can't do much better than that. Um, one team to watch out for is Ohio State. They haven't played really anybody uh, to, to start the year. They've kind of went with a soft non-conference schedule. Uh, but one team to watch out for to maybe compete with uh, the Michigan and Michigan States of the Big Ten would be Ohio State. And somebody else I think might be a little bit un- underrated in the Big Ten uh, is Minnesota, uh, the Golden Gophers. They are 12-2. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> they're 12-2. and two. Um, They're on a six-game winning streak, and they've won – two out of their three games against the AP Top 25. So you might watch out for them. Yeah, when you have kind of a plethora of teams that are good at the top, it's fun watching them at home because you can see some some upsets that you normally wouldn't see um, with, you know, the the difference in talent across the board. Yeah, and, and the Big Ten is stacked this year. If they got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams in the top 25, that's not counting Minnesota, who I think deserves to be there. Yeah, uh, one of those is Nebraska. So. <laughs> hey. hey, they're 11 and 3. They, they've been playing well. I mean, between the Big Ten and the ACC, you have over half your top 25 teams. <laughs> so. <laughs> We'll see how this one, one plays one out. One great game. One great game uh, today is Michigan State Ohio State. That's going to be a great game. Ooh. Today is in Saturday, or today is in yeah. Today is Saturday. <laughs> we did start this podcast in 2019, Brandon. <laughs> okay, it's moving on. Let's, I'm tired. Forgive us. Let's go. Let's go to the Pac-12. Have I don't know a ton about the Pac-12. I want to get your guys' take on this. As it's still early in the season, I've been paying attention a lot to the Big 12 and the ACC and the Big 10 because those are the teams that I generally pay attention to. Pac-12 usually comes to a back burner of me. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about these teams coming out of the Pac-12? Who do you have winning this year? Casey. I like Arizona State the most out of the Pac-12. I mean, it's kind of a conglomerate uh, of meh in one conference. I mean, they have a combined three wins against the top 25 in the entire conference. Arizona State has two of those, so I'm rolling with them. Yeah, they beat KU. (laughs) Excellent take, Obviously, they're going to (laughs) win. But they lost in Nevada. Hey, Nevada's undefeated. They, they that's are. true. They are no joke. They're running away with that Mountain West Conference. <laughs> it's We've seen it before. I mean, you have these teams that don't play anybody, but when they get to the tournament and they beat some bigger names, people start kind of realizing that they have a talented group right there. So... Let's go on to our last selection of the Power 5 Conference, and we have the SEC. Who do you guys have in taking this one down? Do you have Kentucky? Do you got a wild card? Um, Let's start with Brandon. (laughs) No, I... It's it's probably the KU in me, but I I think Kentucky's a little overrated this year. Um, 
I think uh, Tennessee has been playing really, really well. Um, they're 11 and one. They've been on a seven game win streak since they lost to KU. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think of all the teams in the SEC, I think Tennessee is the strongest. Casey, let's hear your thoughts. Uh, it's, it's difficult for me to say. I haven't watched a lot of SEC basketball. I did like Auburn's roster starting the year. I saw that they lost to Duke, watched that game. Uh, but really, that's been the only kind of Auburn or, or really SEC other than a couple of Kentucky games that I've seen. Um, so from looking at the, the conference as a whole, I like Auburn. Well, very interesting picks, you guys. I'm going to document these and keep track throughout the year of how often you shift and who is the winner and loser. Because I would like to, I would like to point out before we move on that the MAC is the uh, conference to watch. I think for of the mid majors, uh, the MAC is going to be really fun to watch. They have a lot of good teams in there. Uh, Buffalo's ranked. Toledo, watch out for Toledo. Um, so just FYI, Jeff Mac. Look at Brandon with the hot take. All right, I'm gonna put you back on the burner. How many teams from the Mac make it into the tournament? <laughs> um, I probably three. That's that's a little bit uh, aggressive. That's a little bit much, probably, but uh, two or three. How many teams are going to make it into the tournament at the end of the year in the MAC? Two or three? <laughs> Let's go with two. All right. I'll go Toledo and Buffalo. I'll even pick them. I'm going to say one. And it's going to be whoever wins. <laughs> the automatic bid. There you go. I like <laughs> I having. Under. I like to the under. I like it when people make picks because then I can hold it over their heads later in the year. Well, gentlemen, it was a great podcast. I want to thank you both for participating, even though it was kind of a long night. We started this a while ago. As you can see, we've had some fun times over this last couple of hours trying to do this. So thank you very much. Um, anything you guys want to talk about before we head out? And I'll take the silences as no. So let's wrap this up. Gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll watch these games this weekend. We'll come back to you, everyone, next week. And we'll see how everyone did. Needless to say, keep keep us in your mind as we subscribe to Apple on podcast this week. Um, or else you can always We're check Apple us out. Official. Apple official, and you can always check us out on our actual website, posterizedsports.com, where you can check out all of the news that we post daily. Check us out on Twitter, as we have a giant following of, I'm not sure how many people, it's, is it 10 yet? I don't know, I guess I think yet. we're at 12. Look at us we're go. We're at Poster Sports, just FYI. Next week we'll yeah, have... Post- Posterize is too long. Posterize is too long. Poster sports on Twitter. Follow oh, us. Oh, crap. We lost a follower. We're down to 11. <laughs> How do we lose one person? I'm going to find out who that was, and I'm going to go That's get them back. 
That is messed up. I like it. That's my only goal for this next week is to double all our followers. I'm going to get that. No problem. But gentlemen, thank you again for everything. Let's get to it. Let's hopefully get out and see our picks come to fruition in this next week. You guys have a great week. Later. Peace.